Hello and welcome to Pounding Pavement. I'm Silas Olson and today me and Cody Matthewson are going to be talking about the USA Track and Field Outdoor Championships that happened last weekend in Des Moines, Iowa. So if you don't know anything about pro running, then this probably isn't the episode for you. But hey, now is as good a time as any to learn about the world of professional track and field. The sport has a growing fan base, and America surely has a growing presence on the world stage. Um, Yeah, so okay, let's jump right in. Hey, Cody, how's it going? Um, It's going. It's going? Yeah. It's only like uh, 9.15 right now, but I'm used to going to bed right now because... Usually I have to get up at 5 a.m. to work, so that's why I was bugging you to get this episode started. Yeah, I still haven't ate. You still haven't eaten after? Oh, because you, do you take a long run, right? Well, yeah. How was that? Well, well I haven't ran in a while because I, I rolled my ankle over the weekend and I got sick. And I think I've like been getting sort of injured and I don't know. I just like thought like maybe like take like two or three days off, and then today I ran eight or no I ran nine or ten. Getting sort of injured. Yeah, yeah. Just like not really, but kind of maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't know. Okay, well that sounds like loads of fun, but sadly we're not here to talk about your training or my training. Uh, we're here to talk about the USA Track and Field Outdoor Championships. Uh, happened last weekend in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, so I'm thinking for this episode, we can just start at the longest distances, you know, the 10K, and work all the way down to the, I guess, the sprinting events, uh, even though we don't have to do a ton of sprinting stuff. So... Let's start out with the men's 10K. What do you got on that, Cody? Um, don't know who won. Yeah, you do. Uh, Lopez Lamont. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 That was that was insane. I know. Uh, Shadrach. That was the first. That was his first title in eight years. Yeah, because he now has a 1,500-meter title and a 10K title. He was running 800s back in the day. That's crazy. Yeah, he ran in the uh, 800 um, in the Olympics, I think, one year. Oh, really? Jeez. Wow, he made a team. Yeah, because Shadrach Kipchurch. Oh, wait, never mind, never mind. I don't think he did. No? I th- yeah, he was primarily a 1,500 guy. Yeah, I know. But coming in the 10K... Well, well, yeah, it was it was slow, and he kicked. That's the only reason he was in there, because Lopez Lamong was saying that he's not even going to be a 10K runner next year. He's probably going to be a 5K runner. You know, it was too slow of a race to really gauge his potential for 10K running in the future. But Kip Chuchir, who had the PR coming in, lost... Uh, he had a, he had a fat the fastest time this year by fifty seconds coming in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you know, 
It was weird seeing like no Galen Rupp, no Ben True, no Hassan. Well, no Galen. Galen's been out. I know, but it's just weird. It's just sort of weird. Garrett Heath, I think he ran the five k. I know, but like I'm saying, all these guys are like staples of the ten k in the USA for so long. It's just sort of freaky not seeing them anymore. You know, it's just not really. I don't know. It's weird to me. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, awesome for Lopez Lamont. He did not expect to win. I think he had been injured for a couple of years. Yeah, no, and last year he was injured. Yeah, exactly. And he was just training in this year with the, I want to say the. Bowerman uh, Track Club. Bowerman Track Club. He's yeah, been Bowerman. there. Yeah, he's been there. Yeah. So, you know, good for him, finally getting back to somewhat what he was and that final sprint paid off, I guess that 1500 meter speed. Um, I was really looking for Kip Chirchir to have a great time because he's, you know, one of the new guys on the scene or newer guys on the scene, but what can you do, you know? Um, yeah, but the winning time was like barely under 29, I think. I think it was like 28.58-ish. Uh, let's see. It was... The uh, yeah, well, because the only reason that Lopez Lamont could be in that race was because it was so slow. Yeah, the winning time was twenty eight fifty eight, and Lopez Lamont beat Shadrach Kipchurchir by basically one point three seconds, and they were the only two who were really close. Um, yeah, Garrett Heath got fifth. Uh. Any other big names in there? Reed Fisher, fourth. Oh, yeah. Tin Man Elite guy. We'll talk about Tin Man Elite later, but Reed Fisher got fourth, twenty nine oh six. Um. No, twenty nine oh six. Yeah, that's what I said. Twenty nine oh six. What did I say? Forty nine. Oh, forty nine oh six. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, but good race. Happy for Lopez. Um. Okay, how about women's 10K? Uh, Molly Huddle. Yeah. I'd say this was one of the most predictable boys. Yeah, I guess. But still, that was like – that. that's like a, a stack field with like Emily Sisson and – well, they're, they're training partners. And um, I think there were like some collegiate runners up there too that were in contention. Yeah, because – Emily Sisson is a little younger than Molly Huddle. Yeah, but they they train together in like Philadelphia or something. Yeah, something silly like that. No, yeah, Providence, yeah. Providence. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Molly Huddle, I mean, she hadn't had a great year coming in. I mean, let's see, what did she do? She had a tough race at the Boston Marathon. She ran the yeah, New but York everyone Runners. did. Yeah, I know, except Des, but, you know. <laughs> um, she got third in the New York Run Roadrunners 10K. So, I mean, at this point, I had thought that Molly Huddle was – Yeah, but she has, like, 15 or, like, 17 or some, like, crazy number of, like, road, like, titles. Yeah, I know, and that's why I thought she had transitioned into the marathon more. Um, so, you know, she was a little – she was – I wasn't – Completely well, sure. She probably she probably uses the track speed to like transition to road, like yeah. shorter road races. 
I mean, a lot of these guys, even in USA track and field outdoor championships, are using races to like, you know, work on different components. Like Noah Lyles is using the hundred to work on his two hundred starts, and you know, Lopez Lemong is coached through him in the ten k to try something new, and Eric Jenkins going to, you know what I mean? So they're not always running their best races in a non-Olympic or non-world championship year. Yeah. Also oh, in the but, um, the women's wait. 10K, um, Mariel yeah. Hall of Bowerman finished second. Oh, that no. Was, yeah, Mariel Hall. That was pretty predictable. But um, Stephanie Bruce from Hoka Oneone Nazalite was third. Oh, yeah, I see that. Gwen Jorgensen. Yeah. Just yeah. started running track this year. Yeah. Finished seventh. Yeah, Damn. you got it right on the dot. She's Bowerman. Um, oh, but you know how I was saying it's not a world championship or Olympic year? Apparently, there's this. Have you heard about this? The World Cup of Track and Field? No? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Apparently, okay, well, at first, it, it's. I think it's in July, right? So it's the World Cup of track and field. And at first, it was just going to be like USA versus Great Britain, like a dual meet, right? Yeah. But then, like, a bunch of other countries started joining. I heard about, like, that, like, in contention of that, like, dual meet, but I didn't think. Yeah. Wow. Now it's not a dual meet. Now it's, like, USA, Great Britain, South Africa, a bunch of, like, European countries, like, it might be like Germany. Well, European France. champs is this summer, yeah. Yeah, but like I don't know about this world. It's weird that they have a world, like a World Cup slash, like world meet with when you already have the Diamond League meet. You're not including all the teams. Like I don't know. It's just I don't really get why they're having it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Is that like IAAF like event or what? I I don't even know. I just heard about it like uh, on another podcast on House of Run podcast. Um, free plug for them, but uh, yeah, it's I don't even know. I think it's I yeah I think it is IAAF. It's really weird. Anyways, anyways, uh, can't get too far off track. Um, yeah, so let's move down a little bit. Men's five k. Uh, Paul Chalimo is pretty like obvious. Yeah, I mean, well, was it? It wasn't that fast though. No, and really, he had to work for it a little bit. I mean, not a. T- I mean, he. Yeah, won, I know. But like, he was the overwhelming favorite coming in. Um. Yeah, his time was thirteen twenty nine. I don't know. Maybe he's like just a little slow off, like starting his season, and like he might like carry on a little bit longer and. Like, race, like, some fast times in Europe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he had a 13.08 this coming in. Um, Hassan Mead had a 13.11, but had some DNFs coming in. I think he got third, right? Yeah, third. And who else? Oh, Eric Jenkins. Ran, did No, he scratched – did he scratch 5K? Yeah. 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 Well, he ran 1,500. Yeah, he ran 1,500, so. And the, he was in the final, too. So. Yeah. Cause, but he was a thirteen fifteen guy coming in this year. Yeah. So he there were some big college runners in the five K though. Yeah. Like Grant Fisher and um Dylan Maggart. 
Joe Klecker and uh, Jacob Thompson, too. Yeah. Magger, I didn't know this, but apparently Magger is the blue jean mile. Yeah, he's the blue jeans mile. Right yeah, there. dude, that's all awesome. 414 Wait. or something. What is it? 414. 414. No, no I think 414 was um, Rory Linkletter's record. And then Magger broke it in like 411 or something like that. I don't know. And Dude. tomorrow, apparently, um, David Ribbit just going to have live coverage of um, his teammate from Western Oregon, Dustin Nading, attempting to break it. Really? <laughs> yeah. But Do you think that maybe... They, um, Dustin Nading is like a two or three time D2 champ, I think. Oh, jeez. I mean... There was a D2 runner in one of these championships. I forget which one, but I saw an Adam State guy running at the USA. Yeah. I forget what or where, but I was like, oh, Adam State, you know. Um, some good That's D2. no surprise, though. But, but do you think – because they're getting closer and closer to sub four in that blue jean mile world record. I mean – Yeah, but it's going to be – it's going to have to be like an actual elite, elite runner. Like an elite sponsored – Blue Jean world record no, no. mile run. The Blue Jean mile just came last year from, like, Sidious Mag. I know, I know, and, but I'm saying they should put – I don't know. Could, like, Centro possibly run it? Uh, he's more of a kicker. I, he you would, would have run to, it. He would. I would. I would put together, like, a – Like a meet with – Yeah. Like well, when, they did have time trials when they first set the record. Like a blue jean mile meet. Yeah. You, you know, like get someone to sponsor it. That, that'd Sidious be Mag. Awesome. Yeah, Sidious. There. Sidious it's, Mag. It's is, their it, event. It is. I know it is. Yeah. Dude, look at that. We should email them. I'll shoot them an email tonight. <laughs> I emailed them about, because uh, we changed the uh, picture, the, uh, you know, the, Pounding pavement. Picture. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And half of it was because I wanted something like simpler that was actually like pavement, but the other half was the other imager's copyright of Sidious Mac because <laughs> the Chris Chavez guy there created it. So I had to email them asking if I could use it, and they never got back to me. And by the time they got back to me, I'd already changed it. So, but yeah, they're chill. Super small team over there. Um, yeah, so 5k, yeah, well, I mean, I guess it was a good race, uh, it was a kick at the end, uh, what was it, I think it was eight guys within six seconds or something, yeah, eight it's guys, not bad. With, you know, oh, uh, Sam Parsons, Tin Man guy, was in there at eighth, yeah, he led for, um, like the last two or three laps, I think, and then Chalimo took it. <clears throat> oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, because I saw Chalimo trying to like get some guys to lead instead of him, you know, because I think they just expect him to lead at this point. <laughs> well, no, they probably expected him to run fast, and yeah, like he did at the last. Yeah, everyone was probably impatient. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy. He's the world medalist. You know, people look at him to run fast, um, lead the race. Centro was talking about how when he got his first world medal and he was like in his 20s, 
and he like there was a slow race and he was complaining after how like nobody took it out and like all the other guys just like dude you just won a world medal you got to take this race out like you know oh Um, yeah yeah okay uh women's 5k Shelby Houlihan yeah Shelby Houlihan is she the best is she having the best year of any distance runner right now she might be Probably, I mean, she just did um, an indoor. She doubled back. Uh, she won the three k and the fifteen hundred, and she did last year indoors for the U.S. I think this might be the first ever. I, I saw from Flow Track. They think it's the first ever woman to go indoor fifteen three k double, uh, outdoor. 15 5k double and win all of them uh and she's the first 15 5k double to win since like 2000 for the usa championships damn Uh, yeah but even more impressive was her 1500 but we'll get to that in a sec yeah but even more impressive in the 5000 was carissa schweizer from missouri finishing third oh yeah and she she is not signed yet right no. Yeah. She she just graduated though. Yeah. So it'll be a shortly. Yeah, I think she was like saying she's looking at different, you know, pro running groups and sponsors and stuff. Uh I think who are some other runners that went pro? Uh obviously out Sid- of out of college this year? Yeah, out of college. Uh Norman. Isaiah Harris. Benjamin, nope. yeah, Harris just went pro at the champs like the night before the final. He decided it. Yeah, he was saying a couple of days before he wasn't sure, but yeah, it's a good move. Um, McLaughlin, but that's that was predictable enough. Yeah. Oh, you know who's not going pro? Who? Grant Holloway. You know who that is? Yeah, but he's he's a junior though. He's staying another year at Florida. I know he's not going pro. Yeah, after almost winning the USA Championships. Yeah, but he he had a terrible outdoor season at um nationals. He finished second in the one ten hurdles. I know. Yeah, that's. I think that's part of the reason he went back. He and won, I, like, and I don't. I don't even think he won triple jump. No, he like that's why he wants to go back to like yeah. get those records and get those titles. You know, um, that's something that's he said. I think he said like. Like Florida's, he in college, it's really about loving running, and that's what he wants to stay with instead of you know going pro right away and rushing it. Um, you have to be in a fortunate position to do that, but I guess he is. Um, yeah, so women's 5k, you know, not not too much interesting. Um, Okay. Yeah, there was just a lot of fifteen fifteen to fifteen twenty five runners from America and really in the world stage, you know, those don't those aren't gonna have an impact at all. Yeah, I mean hell yeah. can Shelby Houlihan even compete for a medal at a five K in the world stage? Maybe fifteen hundred, but Yeah, in fifteen hundred she could, I think. I don't think in a longer distance. Yeah, so like the question is, should she move down to fifteen hundred, even though Jenny's already there? Jenny said, "Well, I, well, she was an eight hundred runner in like college." So Shelby, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so I mean, that's like a big move for her to like move up to the five k fifteen hundred. 
right now of like college. But but I don't know. I don't think I could see her like meddling in anything over fifteen hundred. Yeah, I mean, just the maybe East maybe in like an indoor three k. Yeah, but just like the East African runners, and they're just so good. Their times are just better than hers. They're just better. She'll get outclassed. Um, but yeah, her fifteen hundred versus Jenny Simpson, that might have been the duel of the uh, weekend. Um, no. no, no. What? 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 I think that's my pick for the best race of the women's fifteen hundred because it was almost like a changing of the guard. Jenny Simpson's like what thirty three or something, and Hulahan is twenty four, twenty five. <laughs> I don't know. I was more interested by 800 men's with Harris, Murphy, and like Suwinski. Rather, or even like, do you see the 110 hurdles for men? Oh, yeah. Devin Allen. Yeah. Devin Allen and Holloway went 13.46. And yeah. Devin Allen edged him by like 0.003. Yeah. But I. Jenny Simpson versus like Jenny Simpson has been the premier woman mid distance to distance runner in the U.S. fifteen hundred meter runner for so long. I mean, she's a world. She competes in the world stage every year. Well, she she's been like I don't know, in for like eight or so years, like actually like in contention on the world stage. Yeah, but she's talented, and I think she's got like the most. U.S. titles as of like the U.S. middle distance scene right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think so, but she's yeah, she's for, getting older. Exactly, and like I mean, the the younger runners are like outclassing her. Shelby Houlihan to for Shelby to beat Jenny that's a huge win. I mean, I mean also Shelby Houlihan ran. Let's see, she ran the fifteen hundred fifteen hundred prelim on Thursday, the fifteen hundred final on Saturday, and the five thousand on Sunday. So that's a jam-packed weekend right there for Houlihan. Yeah. And there was no Shannon Roberry because she was pregnant. So got knocked up. No running for Shannon Roberry. <laughs> um, what about 3K Steeple? You haven't mentioned it. Um, women's oh, yeah, prelims, we skipped right over that. Women's prelims were incredibly slow. The winning times are like 1940. 1940, like nine forty, yeah, yeah. Nineteen forty two was um no nine forty two, and then Emma Coburn won her prelim in nine forty eight. Yeah, but the final, the winning times, they went nine seventeen and nine eighteen. Coburn won her fifth. Yeah, I mean, with the weather, you, I mean, mm. you know. Yeah, but, like, so many of them, like, train at altitude and, like, have just, like, transitioned there, like, within, like, that week. So, I mean, it's not that bad. And, I mean, the other thing is there's no pacers at these championships. So, it's not a place to run sub-9 for women 3K or sub-8 for men's 3K. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, like, like last year you saw – like Cholimo in the men's fifteen, well, the men's five k. I'm sorry. Um, what did he run? Like thirteen, thirteen low. Thir- 
I mean, but it wasn't like 13. Oh, it wasn't like 13 super. It was like 1308 or 1310 or 1314. I think it was like 1313. 1313? Yeah. So, like, that's really good. But, but you're not. But he so- dropped the field and, like, he was already racing by himself. And, like, that's not what's seen anymore. I know, but even like if, it's like, sitting kick races. Yeah, I know, but like even if Emma and Courtney had said, "Okay, we're gonna try to run as fast as we can today together," they're not gonna break nine. I mean, I don't know. That's what the, they got some diamond league races coming up. I think Emma said something like, "I forget where she's looking at." I don't know a diamond league race to break nine minutes with pacers and all that. Um, yeah. But Courtney wasn't too far off her. No. Um, no, she she only finished like a second behind her. Yeah. And that's pretty damn close. Um, Emma, Emma was saying that like they don't talk about their race, like they don't discuss their race strategy together, you know what I mean? Even though they're both Bowerman. And I think that's pretty standard. No, Emma's not Bowerman. She's New Balance. Sorry, New Balance. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, what what am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking Colleen Quigley because Colleen Quigley didn't run. Yeah, she's injured. Yeah, she's injured. Um, yeah. And men's five k, Jaeger won a seventh straight title. No, that's men's three k steeple. That, yeah, men's three k steeple. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God, that's his Cody. fifth. Cody, this is why. Mess ups like that. All right, all right, so all right, all right. It's so late. It's nine forty two. I'm about to all right, fall all right, asleep. All right. Okay. Um, Evan Yeager, men's three K steeple. Was that his fifth? Seventh. Seventh? I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't a seventh. I think it might have it been like eighth. Seventh straight. I'm ninety five percent sure. All right. Seventh I think straight. I think the record is like eight. No, I think the I think he I think he tied the record I think for in a row. He tied the record or he just surpassed it. No. He tied the record for number of 3K steeple men's 3K steeple championships in a row. Yeah, but is it but 8? It's 7. But the number the total number is 9. What? Yeah, like somebody like won 9 of them but they weren't consecutive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And second was Hillary. Yeah, but Bo- did you see like what are you saying before? Like how he like was considering doubling. Doubling what? I I don't know. He said that like this year would be terrible to do it because of like how like spaced out the steeple is over like the entire meet. And like the rain delay that happened was like really unpredictable. Oh, yeah, that screwed everything up. But he was saying how, like, if, like, a couple years down, like, he might just want to have, like, fun with it. He might, like, do, like, a 5K 1500 double or something. Really? Yeah, Wait, I what? think I think when he came right out of college, out of, um... Well, or- was he a 1500-meter runner back then? Yeah. In college, when he was at Oregon, he was like fifteen hundred, three k steeple. But um, at like right after he went out of college and signed for um OTC Elite, he uh he raced in that like I don't know what year it was, but it was uh 
it was like the 1500 outdoor champs with like weeding and like Lagat and Centro. And all, I think it was 2012 actually at the Olympic qualifiers. Oh, geez. Yeah, because I know he didn't always run steeplechase. Yeah. You know, even though it seems like he's a perennial. Well, a lot, a lot of them don't really. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did we? Oh, we missed. We went right to women's fifteen hundred with without doing uh men's fifteen hundred, which I I also really enjoyed. Even though Merber wasn't there, Ben Blankenship wasn't there. Uh, you know, there was that in Robbie Andrews didn't make the final. I still thought there was a lot of interesting runners in that race. Um. The question coming into the meet, I thought, was is Mead didn't Sanford... even make the final. Who Mead? Yeah, he, he yeah, ran well... the fifteen hundred. He did. Yeah, he beat Robbie Andrews in the uh, semis. Oh geez. Yeah, I didn't even know that. See, I know he did well. He got third in the five k, but I didn't know he did the fifteen. But I thought coming into the meet, the question for the fifteen hundred was. Is Centro still elite? Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, now you say that after this race. Well, but no, like coming... of course, of course, he's still elite. But is he? Like, when? When is he gonna finally be surpassed? Like, that was his fifth title. Like, is? Do you really think he's gonna win another? Or? Well, I mean, I was listening to a interview after the race, and he's talking about like his legacy in the American 1500 and leaving his footprint on track and field, like lots I, of like old man, like retirement. I think stuff. he already has with like his Olympic medal and all. Well, especially the gold at Rio and his like silver, I think it was before or whatever. I don't know. Well, it's think about it. That's like that gold medal in Rio. That race was so unique and so special. Yeah, but like, he planned it out like that, and like kudos yeah, to but him like, because he raced like exactly how he wanted. I know, but like that's never gonna happen again. Where he's going to the front and everyone's yeah. just gonna like fall back in place. You know what I mean? Like that's a once in a lifetime race, for sure. So in the back of his head, he probably knows like that Olympic medal is gonna define his career. You know what I mean? Like. He's probably never going to get back to that. I don't know. I think he just wants to, like, have a, like, definitive way to, like, surpass his dad or, like, something to, like, leave his legacy. Well, it's probably, like, hard to find motivation when you already know you've done, like... Yeah, exactly. Basically peaked in your career. Not not time-wise, per se, but... Well, yeah, he's not running much more fast times, but it's interesting watching him run, like, 800 now. Yeah, it's like you've won an Olympic gold medal. It was an insanely like set of circumstances that might not ever happen again. How do you find motivation to keep going? Um, and I think his motivation now is just like, you know, leaving. He said leaving a legacy on the men's fifteen hundred. <laughs> Sounds like an old. I mean, he's been around a while for sure. Um, you know, he had that long hangover after the gold medal. You know, like a long victory lap for sure. Yeah, exactly. On social media and Instagram, you know. Um, so I guess he's back from that. 
um, yeah. That was that was a pretty special race, though. That um, 1500 final. Isaac Yorks finished second from Brooks Beast, and Jenkins took third. That's some range from Jenkins. Yeah, but Jenkins Jenkins has been like working on that range, and I think that like this year he's using like shorter races like to get him ready for like championship season. Well, I've seen him run like some weird indoor like races, and he said he was like trying to focus on like like hopefully breaking thirteen or. Like I don't know, he's he's inching closer though, and I think maybe like in a diamond league race, he he'll have a shot. I mean, what he ran thirteen twenty basically alone at the Portland Track Festival, right? Uh, yeah, I think like the second fastest time was like thirteen like twenty seven ish twenty six. I think he's well, run thirteen fifteen. Yeah, no, I think thirteen thirteen. Oh, thirteen thirteen. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, let's see who. Oh, number sixth in that number six in that race, and yeah, he, he led. He was leading. Yeah, but that was like huge for him because not only what he was in the back for like earlier on, and that's like uncommon for him because he's like so fast. But Centro, yeah. Centro was the one to take it out. Yeah, and like, I, I mean, take it out. I don't know if he really pushed it, but <laughs> no. But he was he was in the lead, and I mean, he was. I don't know. I think he's just like leading for whatever reason. Yeah, but I mean, coming into this, coming into this meet, Drew Hunter was the guy who finished sixth. I think this was like he won. I would have picked him to run faster. Real? No, he had a great race, dude. I mean, yeah, but sixth. He's only he's only twenty. I I I'm aware. But did you watch the race? The final one hundred, Sam Prakel was was leading until ninety meters in, until like half the field passed him, finished in seventh. Come on, Drew, this is a great the top 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 eight are within like point eight five of a second. It's a great finish for Drew Hunter. Sixth at the USA Championships. Come on. That's a great finish. I mean, he's never done anything at the USA Championships. Has he ever made a final? No, but he's like 20. Exactly. He's like 20, and he finished sixth. See? He's a Tin Man guy, too. He was the OG Tin Man guy, I think. Um, yeah. Uh. Anything else in that race? Oh, just quick shout-out. Patrick Casey. He was a guy. He's washed up. He was washed up. Now he got. He is. He got fourth. That's a great story. Yeah, he like just ran a fast race in Europe with like Andrews and someone else, but he's still like washed up. I know he's never gonna like win Olympic medal or like make an Olympic. No, he's finals. not gonna make an Olympic team at all. Okay, well, hey, fourth isn't that far off, but <laughs> I'm just saying he was out of the sport. Like for good, it seemed, and then he came back. It's a good story. Come on, um, I, don't know. I think he was more in the sport like 2016, 2017, like when he was with OTC Elite, like well, when OTC Elite like existed, really. Yeah, I think now he's just like Under Armour or something. 
yeah, he's Under Armour, but he's like me. It isn't with OTC Elite anymore. I don't think officially. Wait, what? Like he's still Mead is still sponsored by Nike. Yeah, but he trained with Chez and Pat Casey, like in in um Flagstaff with a uh, Stephen Haas, their coach. I think he's still OTC elite. He's he's still OTC elite, but I don't think he doesn't like, train with the training group. No. Okay. Well, yeah. not not like through Eugene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, Rip Hayward. Yeah, Rip Hayward. Oh man, yeah. I'm not as against it as a lot of other people are, but you know, it's still sad. Yeah, but it's gonna be ugly. Yeah, I I know, I know. And it's not it's just the excessive st- though. It's not just the stadium, dude. Like they're changing the whole like the streets around it aren't gonna yeah, be exactly. like they're all gonna be like walking. Parking now. parking garages, probably. Well there's no no no. They're basically there's there's not gonna be any streets around like on the side on one side of the stadium. It's just gonna be like walking places from, from stores and like like you know what I mean? Like a huge walkway. Damn. Yeah, so it's it's a big project, like lots yeah, yeah. of development. It's not gonna be done for like four or five years, right? Well, yeah, no. I don't like even four, know. Four years, I think. I couldn't say. I, I don't know, but yeah, pretty crazy. Um, obviously, University of Oregon really wants it. Um, so it's happened. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, men's eight hundred. Going into it, that was crazy. Yeah. It was, it was a good race. It was a good race for sure. Um, and really, just like Matthew Centrowitz showed that he's still elite, Clayton Murphy showed that he's still elite. Clayton Murphy's like 21, yo. Yeah, but Clayton Murphy had a bad couple years after that bronze medal. Not really, yo. He's been really fast. Maybe this year. He's just been but... like 353 last year. Yeah, but remember last year he tried to double like the fifteen hundred, eight hundred at the world cha- at the USA Track and Field Championships and injured himself and did really bad in both. Yeah, but he was like probably trying to win both because he was a freaking champ. Yeah, but like he didn't win both. That's the point. <laughs> All right. Well, still good for him. Well, yeah, good for Clayton Murphy for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Good for Clayton Murphy. Um, Isaiah Harris. I'm kind of no. I'm kind of annoyed with like, with like the 800, just because, like Eric Sawinski. I just wanted to see him win a U.S. title at some point. Why? Why do you love Eric Sawinski? I don't know. I just think that he should have won it. Hmm. Like I think I think it would have been fair enough. He went to Drake University and that was his home stadium. And he didn't lead the first lap like he normally does and he's got like speed to kick, but I don't know, it looked like an off day and like there was pushing and shoving in the end when like Harris tried to pass um Murphy. Yeah, I mean, it was a slow race. The first lap was, what, 54 or something? No, it's 55. 55? I mean, geez. But also, there wasn't, like, a lot of stars weren't in it. Donovan Brazier didn't run. Uh, Drew Windle didn't run. Boris Berrien 
Uh, yeah, but Wendell Wendell's been injured. Barry I know, I know. been coming back from injury. I don't even think that he's fit. I think that he did run, but didn't qualify. Yeah, because he he won a world indoor medal this year. I think. No, not this year. It was uh, last. 2016. 2016, okay. But, like, two years before, he was at McDonald's. Oh. And, like, he just decided, like, I'm going to go pro. No, no, no. You're thinking Boris Berrien. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. Oh, I was talking Drew Wendell. Drew Wendell won. Yeah, Drew Wendell won silver. This year, right? Yeah. Yeah, Drew Wendell won. Okay, yeah, yeah. Boris Berrien, I know he was working at McDonald's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why he didn't run. He might be injured or something, but um No, he he was injured previously. Okay. Like earlier in the year. Oh wait, no, he scratched. Oh jeez. Yikes. Damn. Well, the other thing is like coming from the NCAA championships into these uh USA track and field championships, like it's almost a letdown sometimes because of like the stars that are in the NCAA that end up not running. Like Michael Cerrone, you know, Sidney McLaughlin. Yeah, but I think, like, for a lot of them, like, I think they're just kind of annoyed with how long the season like, is. their season is. Yeah, because they just go straight from indoor into outdoor with, like, a week maybe off, not even. And, like, they – I don't know. I think their seasons have, like, been – the longest and like remember last year with Christian Coleman like coming out of NCAAs he set NCAA record like 9.82 or something crazy like that insane and then like at USA is he was like oh I think I'm kind of injured but he still came out second to Justin Gatlin rip by the way um and then at Worlds, came second to Justin Gatlin again, but he was really injured in the 100. That's what I mean. Not not the 200. The 200, he scratched from Worlds last year, I'm pretty sure, because of his injury. And he, he didn't make it much further from that season. And I think that that was, like, his main goal to try to, like, stand out on the world stage. He did. Like, good for him. But, like, he hasn't raced – much this year besides like pre-classic and like like that's that's the only race I've seen his name but um like he's a guy that like you gotta think like his indoor speed should translate to like the 100 and his 200 speed should be there that like he could be able to race at like world champs oh for sure well no no he definitely could be at the world champs but his contention is, like, irregardless, he should be, like, winning. Yeah. Obviously, like, and he's – how old is he, like, 23? If that. I, I don't – I think he's younger. Yeah. Uh, oh, but, I mean, the natural – if you're talking about him, the natural thing to talk about is all the sprinters. You know, Noah Lyles. Um. No Lyles is crazy. Yeah, let's jump. Let's. You want to skip over the the women's eight hundred? Let's talk about the. Oh, no, 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 no. Women's eight hundred, real quick. Um, Ajay Wilson. Won. Yeah, Wilson won. I was pretty like 
I don't know. I think that was pretty special, but so it was a great time. Five? No, how many went sub two? Five? Yeah, that's stacked. Yeah, and like I don't know. That's crazy. I think she ran one. One Raven Rogers came second, one fifty eight, five seven. That came out of nowhere, right? What? Raven Rogers? Like no. I didn't think she was like a one no, fifty real deal. Yeah, like Jesus, one fifty eight one eight from Ajay Wilson, one fifty eight five seven from Raven Rogers. Um, yeah, you're right. Five girls under two. And then there was one at there's one at two o o point o eight and two o o point o nine. So very fast, yeah. Moy, uh, what's it? Moy Rapido. Moy Rapido. Um. Okay. Nice. Got it. Check. Okay. Sprinting. Let's start with the Noah Lyles, Christian Coleman. Uh, I guess you could throw Justin Gatlin, Mike Rogers. What do you think about all that? Justin Gatlin's not running, yeah. I know, and remember. Christian Coleman didn't run either, but they're still the premier U.S. sprinters. Justin Gatlin is not a premier U.S. sprinter. He's a cheater, and okay. he's, he's the GOAT, though, because he won world champs. So, <laughs> he beat Usain Bolt, guys. Yeah, but so did, like, a terrible football player. Christian Coleman. Wait, what are you talking about? Christian Coleman played football for Tennessee. Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought you were talking about Christian Coleman. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he played football. He, be, yeah, no, he did. He yeah, did. he did. He did. He got second to Bolt's third, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know who else was in? I don't know if he ended up running. I, I know. He, I'm pretty sure he didn't make the finals. Tyson Gay was still registered. Tyson, I don't think he should even still be racing, though. He is. Yeah, I know. He's very old. Hey. Props to him. He's still kicking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, like, unofficially, like, set the world record, like, before. Wait, you talking, like, wind-aided world record or, like, hand timing? Yeah, wind-aided wind 100, I'm pretty sure. Okay. There's a video somewhere of some, like, I think it's, like, a Japanese reality show. Yeah, no, the Japanese game show of Justin Gatlin with, like, 85 mile per hour winds pushing him. Yeah, like they set the world record. Yeah, they set up fans on the track. <laughs> oh my lord. What was his time? I don't know. It was it was like high eight, I think. Yeah. It was something ridiculous. <laughs> you just watch him like run through this row of fans on the track. Well, yeah, they set him up like every like seven or ten meters. I feel like I want to run, I want to run like a like a 5k in the track with those just fans the whole the whole way around definitely no no definitely not oh, okay um but yeah no Christian Coleman no Justin Gatlin um i mean i think maybe some of it's like they didn't run obviously like seasons are long and there's nagging injuries sometimes and guys don't run but i think part of it's also like you get more money from winning a Diamond League meet than the USA Championships. Um, I think to win a Diamond League meet, you get 10K. This is just like a normal Diamond League meet, not the Diamond League Championships. And then, so you get 10,000 to win a Diamond League meet and 8,000 to win the USA Championships. So, I mean, some athletes take a little less money 
to, you know, compete in the USA Championships compared to a Diamond League team. Um, like Golden State taking less money each player to win a championship. Sometimes it's what you got to do. Leave yeah, your legacy. Um, yeah. And that men's 100 um, world lead by Noah Lyles, 9.88. He he said it in the um, – the semis also he said he ran like 9.89 or it might have been 9.90 oh, but yeah no second second in the final was 9.90 oh okay okay it was ronnie baker yeah, yeah yeah um yeah pretty crazy and i mean noah lyles now has the um world lead 200 and 100 yeah and he, I mean, I was very surprised to see that time and that place coming out of the meet. I mean, coming in like, oh, no, Lyles, he's a really good young U.S. sprinter. Like, in the 200, he's probably one of the favorites. Oh, he's going down to the one. Oh, he'll have some fun down there, maybe. Yeah, but in indoor, like his 60 talent and his 300 talent, I'm pretty sure he has, like, the American record. The American record, I'm sorry, in the 300. Yeah, but his 60 isn't amazing because his starts aren't amazing. True. So that's I think that's why he did the 100, try to, like, work on his starts. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And he ended up with the world lead. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, well, his brother, he has, like, a twin brother who um who trains with him, Josephus Lyles. Really? And he's, like, a 400, 200 runner. That's and, what I, I – like, always... in high school, in high school, they were disgusting at, like – um, at like the 400 and 200 double and like right out of high school they went pro with Adidas but it was originally just Noah and he was like oh he said to Adidas like oh if you're going to sign me like you have to sign my brother because his brother wasn't as talented so they both got signed and are training together with like pure sports US or Something like some group like that, huh? Yeah, I had always thought of Noah Lyles as like a 200 400 guy just because he's always run the 200. Yeah, but uh, I guess he's not, I guess he's a 100 200 guy, <laughs> and I guess he's surprised again at a good Noah Lyles performance because, like, I was legitimately surprised at this run. And now that he's established himself as elite, you know, we don't get to be surprised again by Noah Lyles. He, he's, he's one of the best. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, you know what I want to talk about? Um, how the IAAF putting like a hold on all those citizenship changes. Yeah. Um, so two of the best young runners in America, uh, Edward Cesarek, um, obviously, yeah, ran... but Edward Cheserek was going to be a citizen like by this month. Like his his like process is like done. I know. I'm getting to that, Cody. Got to give right, me some right. time. Come on. Um, but yeah. So the IAAF but hold on all citizenship changes. Do you know why they did that? No, no. Uh... Okay, so here's why. Apparently, East African runners from like East. You know, like uh, Kenya and Ethiopia are getting yeah. pa- are getting paid by Middle Eastern countries to change their citizenship. So 
elite runners from those Eastern African countries are getting like paid buckets of money to change their citizenship. So that's why the IAAF put a hard hold on all changes. So like Edward Chesarek can't change his citizenship right now. Rye Benjamin, who's like probably the best 400 meter hurdler in the world, uh, not a U.S. citizen yet. Um, yeah. So wait, so, Rye Benjamin is not a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm pretty damn sure. I'm pretty sure he was the guy in USC's 4x400 relay. That was the reason they didn't get the world record for the 4x400 relay. Oh, shit. Remember last episode? Like, you know, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the reason that they didn't get it. And it went to second place. Wow. Yeah. Texas A&M has it over Poland. Yeah. So... <laughs> As of now, it's a hard freeze. You can't change citizenship right now. Um, so they're going to have to – IAAF, come on. You got to – not every situation is the same. Edward Cheserek trying to gain citizenship in the U.S. isn't the same as the king of whatever, Cutter, trying to – Yeah, but the IAAF has been, like, a little, like, loosey-goosey on, like, their, like, rules this year. Like, even with their ban on, like – like testosterone, like aim towards like Castor Semenya, like yeah. hasn't been put into effect whatsoever. I yeah, I know. I think they also instituted a rule for like another another section of distances because like the one with Castor was only middle distance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like a range from like two hundred to like fifteen hundred, like exactly. No, not even two hundred. Like four hundred to like fifteen hundred. Like, exactly her range of events. Yeah. I think they instituted one for sprinting, too. But I think I think but they were... also, like, I don't know. This year, like, they've proposed, like, some ridiculous ideas, like, introducing, like, a women's decathlon at, like, world events and Dude, world champs, like, instead of heptathlon. I love that idea. Women's <laughs> decathlon. And, like... After indoor world champs this year, like the officials were so terrible, and they were like 20, 28 or like thirty two, like DQs, and they were gonna have like a like a DQ games for like those athletes and what? like and the athletes banned from Russia because they couldn't compete. Oh my god! Okay, and- this all this is a whole nother episode for sure. I could we could talk about this for a while. Um so let's wrap it let's wrap this up. Um one ten hurdles. Oh, one ten hurdles, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um the women's side, Corey Carter made like a really big move, like switching from that from well to that from the four hundred hurdles. She's on like the last two or three like no, last three or four, I think, um, U.S. four hundred hurdle titles, and like she just made a really bold move, like just out of nowhere, like oh, if Sydney McLaughlin can be like this versatile in like this many events and just run like eleven flat in a, like open one any day, then I can like hop into a one ten hurdle or a one hundred hurdle. I'm sorry, and um, and just like compete with like the best in the country. So I'm pretty sure she finished like third, but that was like huge. And then on the men's side, um, 
I thought like what stood out the most out of the entire meet was um I can't remember the kid's name uh from Florida, Florida... Grant what? Holloway. Grant no. Holloway. Yeah, Grant Holloway and um Devin Allen. Devin Allen went one and two, but fifth place was a freshman from Florida State. He's like nineteen years old. And Damn, I can't think of his name. I don't know. It'll come to me eventually. Wait, am I? Oh, have... Trey Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Trey Cunningham from Florida State. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, that's great. But I, I'm gonna be serious. I couldn't tell you a single American woman 100 meter hurdler to save <laughs> my life. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. That's my knowledge of sprinting events right there. Um, but I do know who uh, Michael Norman is, and he dropped out of the 200. Um, he, he did run in the in the prelims, though, and the semis. Yeah, and because of the rain delay, he, he dropped he out. He won the semis, though. Yeah, after that rain delay. He was, like, the only big name to drop out after the rain delay. Yeah, but he exactly. did drop. I think it's just, like, such a long season. and like Well, also, that- like, really big – like decision for him like the day before like both for him and Sydney McLaughlin like Sydney McLaughlin did not run the 400 hurdles and like she could have easily like won it without Carter racing and I think like that was like really bold of her but she was like originally going to run the open four and she scratched that completely and Michael Norman also who easily could have won the men's title in the 400. He also scratched. So, I don't know. Maybe their season's done or they're waiting to go pro officially, but... I think their season's done. I Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have it's to say It's such that. a long season, like the college season, and yeah, they're yeah. asked... The thing is, they're asked to race, like, so many events to get... Yeah, I know. So I, I sort of get it. Um, so let's finish up with some questions. We got a couple questions on Instagram from people. Um, one from Ryan from East Line. Uh, why did Sydney McLaughlin scratch from the 400? And the simple answer. Huh? We like just covered that, but um. Well, the sim- simple yeah. answer is is apparently she had a niggle in her hamstring or quad or something. <laughs> so yeah, a niggle. Um, that was the wording. Um, yeah, but like Sydney, you know, is she gonna be? She's such a star. Is she gonna be the largest contract in track and field history? I mean, she's so young. Perhaps. Think about it, Usain. Puma just lost. Just uh, Usain Bolt just retired. Puma has an opening. Uh, I don't. I don't think she's gonna sign with Puma. I mean, Nike has the most money, obviously. Yeah, Nike has the most money, but I think like the Adidas brand has been like growing the fastest. It had like and, Noah like, Lyles on the, on the track and field scene, especially like like there's like a lot of big names like signing with Adidas now. And she seems to rep Adidas like in daily life more. I don't know. She's that's like her. 
but like she could you're right she could go for less money to other brands to like craft her image and narrative you know what i mean like but yeah but like the other thing is like usain bolt is like a global icon like everyone around the world knows him but sydney's like not quite that yet you know what i mean so i don't know we'll see um oh a fun fact did you see that her 400 meter hurdle pr would have gotten her second in the heat she she scratched from the 400 yeah yeah okay um next question we only have let's see we got this one and then one more so this is from oh man this is a long conversation we're gonna skip this one this uh matt from i think he goes to the coast guard academy he's asking about running shoes hoka running shoes that's a long conversation so we're gonna Hoka's excellent Cody, we can't get into that now. Yeah, just know that it's excellent. And just I, Cody it. loves Hoka. Um, I'm not so high on Hoka. Just okay. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go into full answer. But my one sentence answer would be: train in whatever shoe works for you, and shoes aren't a prescription. There, you got to work with your body. You know, keep the mileage steady. Keep slowly increasing, and it'll all work out. And soft surfaces. Okay, next question. Um, let's see. Um, thoughts on Tin Man Elite? That's the question. Thoughts on Tin Man Elite. So, what is what is Tin Man Elite? Tell our listeners, Cody. Um, they're. I honestly think that they're like the biggest scene, or well, the biggest like track room like, in the U.S. right now. What? Uh, you're fading in and out a little. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Tim and Lee. I think honestly, they're like the biggest, like group in track and field now in the U.S. Was at least growing the biggest, and like they're they're based in Boulder, Colorado. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And um, they like just started a year ago. I think. Uh, no, earlier this year. No, last year. Like last. Like after last outdoor season, um, I think like when Drew Hunter like decided he was like done training by himself, like after just signing pro, he moved out there, and then they assembled like this team, and like I think that they've grown like enough, and they they won the uh U.S. USATF out USATF like team cross country championships. Yeah, the club like in December. Yeah, yeah, and um, I Drew didn't even run it then, but they still had like a couple big names, and like uh, just now at um, at USA Outdoors, uh, obviously a big finish from Reed Fisher fourth in the ten k, and um, Sam Parsons like raced really impressively in the five k. And Drew obviously is one of the fastest in the U.S. Like as of now, and youngest, so he's going to be interesting to see what he can do and like what they can do as a group. Like in the next couple of years, maybe they'll grow and like sign. Like with, I don't even think they have a real coach or like an actual pro. They don't have like a real like pro sponsorship. 
Yeah, I think, like, some of the guys are sponsored by Adidas. Yeah. And, like, their coach is, like, I think he's a col- or a former college coach or something. Let's see, his name is uh, uh, Tom Schwartz. I don't think he even lives in Boulder. I think he lives somewhere else, and he coaches them. But, like, the thing with Tin Man Elite, apparently, is they're not, like, a normal track club. They're more like – they say they're more like a, a team – and they're trying to, like, um, let's see, they push each other in the sport of running forward. I'm quoting from their website. Uh, let's see. And our goal is to make running accessible and relatable. Um, so they're, like, more, they're doing, they're trying to, like, you know, be a different sort of track club. They don't even want to be called a track club. They're, they want to be called Tin Man Elite, a team. Um and they had all four members of the Tin Man Elite qualified to the 2018 USATF Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Across there's there's the more event. than four members. Well, I think there's only there there four. was four that represented them though. And they finished fourth, sixth, eighth, and fifteenth respectively. And I'll just throw the names out there quick, uh, even though most people won't probably recognize them. Drew Hunter, obviously everyone knows. He's the apparently he like started Tin Man and like he sort of organized the people and like was like yeah let's do this shit, um, and then there was Tyler Mueller, Reed Fisher and Sam Parsons, so yeah, Tin Man Elite's awesome. I went to buy a T-shirt and they were all sold out sadly. But. Yeah, Mueller uh, led the 10K for a while. Also, that was like a really oh, yeah. bold move. Yeah, I think he got 15th, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's Tin Man Elite. I might have to snag a T-shirt next time they restock. They're only like eighteen bucks. So, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you got to talk about, Cody? Uh, no, really. Yeah. Okay. I just want to remind everyone. You too, Cody. Uh, group runs. At Lyman High School, Lyman Memorial High School, they're going to be Monday, Wednesday, and I'm thinking Monday, Wednesday, Friday, instead of Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5 p.m. Everyone's welcome. It's through Bean Track Club. Yeah, it's through Bean Track Club. So we're going to be posting time changes and schedule updates to the Bean Track Club Instagram. And the username is just Bean Track Club on Instagram. So if you want to uh, get involved in the group ones. That's you the way can't. to go. Unless you follow Bean Track Club. No, you you just cannot become a member of Bean Track Club. Amazing. There's certain limits. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I think that's about it. Um, yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Pounding Pavement Podcast. That's where we'll be posting updates about upcoming episodes and guests. And I think next week we're going to have a real guest on um, instead of just talking a recap about a meet. Um, I, I really wanted to do this episode early this week, but like I had graduation and, you know, graduation parties and post-grad and started my job. So, you know, no excuses, but those are my excuses. Um, also, please DM us on Instagram. Uh, or email us at poundingpavementpodcast at gmail.com 
with your questions and suggestions. We are going to start a seg- segment of the show like we did today where like we answer questions from listeners and they could be about anything. Uh, could be running related, could be not running related, anything. Uh, so DM us on Instagram uh, or email us and let's get those questions rolling in. Uh, finally, one of the best ways to help out Pounding Pavement is to find our page on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scroll down to where it says rate and review and tap five stars. It's just that easy, guys, and it goes a long way in helping spread this podcast. We've had over 100 listens so far, and let's keep that climbing. Let's get to 1,000. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later, Cody. All right. See ya. See ya.